Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Come Follow Me Today, a brief message to help us experience an additional spiritual moment in our otherwise busy lives. My name is Caleb Sanford, and thank you for joining me as we accept Christ's invitation to follow him today. Before we get started, I want to call our attention to the global pandemic disease that's racing across the earth. We have a lot of missionaries serving around the world that are in need of our prayers. It's been announced that new missionaries will be trained remotely rather than going to the missionary training center, which means they will also need our spiritual support as they struggle to learn a new language and how to teach the gospel via computer. And our older friends and family are at particular risk of this disease, so let's all do our part to prevent the spread of disease to protect those we love. Since the leadership of our church has decided to cancel all church meetings for the time being, we're going to all need to work even harder to create spiritual moments in our lives. I'm going to try to get more episodes out each week, and I challenge you to think about ways you can help share the gospel to help each other stay strong in our faith during this trying time for the world. Okay, so we are in a new book in the Book of Mormon, written by the hand of Jacob, the brother of Nephi. It's been 55 years since Lehi's family left Jerusalem, and Nephi, now at least 70 years old, has been teaching his people to follow Christ ever since. He's called his younger brothers, Jacob and Joseph, who are only in their 50s, to continue the work of teaching his people. Quote, Wherefore, we labored diligently among our people, that we might persuade them to come unto Christ, and partake of the goodness of God, that they might enter into his rest. End quote. Unfortunately, the people of Nephi are starting to waver in their obedience to God, and so Jacob prepares a big sermon to call his people to repentance. Quote, and now it came to pass that the people of Nephi began to grow hard in their hearts and indulge themselves somewhat in wicked practices, desiring many wives and concubines. Yea, and they also began to search much gold and silver, and began to be lifted up somewhat in pride. Wherefore I, Jacob, gave unto them these words as I taught them in the temple, having first obtained mine errand from the Lord. And we did magnify our office unto the Lord, taking upon us the responsibility, answering the sins of the people upon our own heads, if we did not teach them the word of God with all diligence. Wherefore, by laboring with our might, their blood might not come upon our garments. Otherwise, their blood would come upon our garments, and we would not be found spotless at the last day. End quote. So before we get into the actual teachings that Jacob delivers to his people on the topics of pride, wealth, and promiscuity, it's interesting to note how seriously he takes this responsibility. He talks about magnifying his office unto the Lord and taking the responsibility of his people's iniquities upon himself if he doesn't teach with all diligence to them. In the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, we're often given a calling to help build the kingdom of God in our local area, which often involves ministering to others and teaching the gospel to those around us. As I read this declaration from Jacob, it makes me pause and consider my own level of commitment to my calling working with the young men of my church. Am I taking responsibility for their spiritual well-being? Does it hurt my spirit when I see them struggling with their faith? Who do you serve in your callings? Well, in Jacob's speech to his people, he decides to first address the issue of wealth that is beginning to infest their society. Quote, And now behold, my brethren, this is the word which I declare unto you 
that many of you have begun to search for gold and for silver and for all manner of precious ores, in the which this land, which is a land of promise unto you and your seed, doth abound most plentifully. And the hand of providence has smiled upon you most pleasingly, that you have obtained many riches. And because some of you have obtained more abundantly than that of your brethren, ye are lifted up in the pride of your hearts, and wear stiff necks and high heads because of the costliness of your apparel. And persecute your brethren because ye suppose that ye are better than they. End quote. So the issue here is not that people have sought to build their wealth. In fact, God wanted the people to be successful. The land was a land of promise by design. And we can remember that several times earlier in the Book of Mormon, the Lord told Nephi that his people would prosper according to how well they kept the commandments. The problem is that it has led to a class system, with many of the wealthy becoming prideful because of their success wearing costly apparel instead of taking care of the less fortunate, and looking with scorn at those who are less successful. So Jacob admonishes them, quote, Think of your brethren like unto yourselves, and be familiar with all, and free with your substance, that they may be rich like unto you. But before ye seek for riches, seek ye for the kingdom of God. And after ye have obtained a hope in Christ, ye shall obtain riches if ye seek them. And ye will seek them for the intent to do good, to clothe the naked, and to feed the hungry, and to liberate the captive, and administer relief to the sick and afflicted. End quote. We learn here that the purpose of wealth is to help those around us become rich also, like unto us. But even more important than that is that we first seek for the kingdom of God before seeking for riches. Christ taught the same thing in the New Testament when he said, quote, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you, End quote. I think there are two lessons here. The obvious one is that it is more important to be close to God than to be rich. And so we need to focus our time on becoming more like Christ and drawing closer to our Heavenly Father. But the other lesson we learn here is that by seeking first the kingdom of God and obtaining a hope in Christ— that this will actually lead to us becoming more rich. Why? Well, for one, God will trust us to use our wealth for good, to take care of his other children, so he will help us to prosper. But from a personal development standpoint, becoming more like Christ gives us the skills and character that lead to success in the workplace. Patience, diligence, kindness, empathy, determination. All these attributes of Christ are the same character traits that help us get promoted at work, leading to more success. I believe, however, that there is an even more important lesson that Jacob is trying to teach us in this passage. He begins his advice to us by saying, quote, Think of your brethren like unto yourselves, and be familiar with all. Imagine the world we would live in if we saw others the way we see ourselves, as special children of God. Imagine the atmosphere of love that we could develop in our wards, our homes, and our places of work if we were familiar with all. This, I believe, is the real lesson Jacob is trying to teach us in this part of his sermon. To know everyone. To be familiar with the challenges that others are experiencing. To see them as our heavenly brothers and sisters. And to love them regardless of any differences that you might see. This is what it means to be a disciple of Christ. 
Thank you for joining me today as we explore how to seek the kingdom of God and allow our walk down that path to guide our lives and give us the strength we need to accept our Savior's invitation to follow him today.